Welcome to the Strategic Leader Podcast, a program all about transforming minds and developing leaders. Our goal is to challenge your thinking, expand your vision, and awaken the emerging leader in you. Now, here is your leadership mentor and coach, and the host of the Strategic Leader Podcast, Brian Holmes. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 212 of the Strategic Leader Podcast. This is the last episode of 2016. Hey, we're gathering great leaders just like you from all over the world and focusing on becoming real influencers. Hey, if you're ready to launch into a new beginning and experience a whole new level in life, well, listen in. Maybe you're not sure, you're not committed to your next level. Well, you really need to hear today's episode. We're talking about no more excuses. It's go time. I hope you're ready. Well, I am crazy over the top, pumped up about the new beginning that is on the horizon. There is a tangible sense that something is up and that we are about to be ushered into a new season, a new era of leadership, a new era of influence. And that a window of opportunities has opened to us like we've never seen before. You may be saying, well, Brian, you seem really optimistic. What's that all about? Well, I guess I am optimistic. But the truth is I am over-the-top confident that there is something different about this fresh beginning that we're all coming into right now. Now, let me just tell you for the record, my confidence has little, if anything, to do with a recent election, say, but it has everything to do with what I believe to be a literal dispensation of prosperity, productivity, high-level impact, and significant influence that we are coming into. Uh, I am not tagging this up and giving credit to anything except that something has shifted. I'm going to explain my thoughts more on this today. I'm going to challenge you that you are in business. I'm going to warn you, I'm on fire with this one. Let's get started right now. Well, as we come to the end of 2016, I am keenly aware that each of us are processing different things on different levels. I also am aware that all of us are exactly where we're supposed to be. You say, Brian, you have no idea where I am. I'm in a just a total bad place right now. It's a mess. It's a hot mess. Listen to me. If you trust that God has plans for your life and that things are bigger than you, then I I venture a guess that if you're cooperating with the process, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Furthermore, my worldview tells me that God is not a bit surprised by anything that you faced or walked through this year. For, <laughs> listen, he's not freaking out thinking that the future is forfeited and you jacked it all up, and man, I wasn't expecting that. God is not up wherever he is going, oh my, scratching his head going, how am I going to fix that and turn that thing around? I promise you, that's not what's going on. Here's what I know. What is behind you is behind you. Dadgummit, leave it there. 
Let it go. Don't make me sing the, sing the theme to Frozen right now because I will sing this thing. It would be a major mistake for you or I to carry into this new season what God has given you permission and granted you access to leave in your past. Leave it in 2016. That being said, once we've established that, let's talk about what's right in front of you right now. Let's talk about what lies ahead for you. Yes, we're about to enter a brand new year. Yes, we can consider that a new beginning, maybe a a blank sheet of paper, as Michael Gerber says, a beginner's mind. Maybe for you, it's a new chapter in your life. Right now, how you choose to see the possibilities that are in front of you will determine the level of clarity you have, and it will also determine whether or not you have the courage and the impetus to take action on those possibilities. Today, I'm going to challenge you a bit. I'm going to present you with an idea. I want to pose a handful of questions for you to think about as we move into this new year. What I'm going to say is going to seem a little tough, but I'm going to just, I'm bringing it, I'm bringing the the heat today. I'm bringing the fastball, 98 plus miles an hour, maybe even going to top 100. But we're going to talk about some things today that I believe are important for you and for me and for where it is we're going. Here's what I know. If we're going to expand our reach, if we're going to help more people, if you're going to sell more products, if you're going to make more money, if you're going to grow your leadership or your influence, if you're going to make a significant difference in your world, ladies and gentlemen, if you are going to leave a legacy for those that are coming behind you, then you're going to want to listen to what I have to say today. Whether you're a small business owner, an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a director of a nonprofit, maybe you pastor a church, maybe you lead a parachurch ministry, maybe you're a community leader, or maybe you're a stay-at-home mom. Whoever you are, you're in business, and you are created and you are called by God to make a mark, to make a difference in a very real sense. You're here in 2016, about to be 2017, to establish your mark, to build that business or that ministry or that organization, to grow your impact, your leadership, and your influence. With that in mind, let me say a few things. A business, and by the way, let's establish you are in business. You say, well, I don't really have a business. No, whatever it is you're endeavoring to build, to grow, to lead, to influence, that makes it your business. And let me just say this, uh, Jesus, great, incredible, uh, well, he's the king of kings, the Lord of lords. He is the God of the universe who robed himself in flesh. That is the Christmas season we're talking about here, right? And all of that, he came here, but Jesus gives us this awesome example. There was a point in his young life where he said, I have to get busy doing my father's business. I, my dad has a company, and there's something that, that needs to get done, and it's now my turn to engage the business that he sent me here to do. So what I'm going to say to you is, whatever the business is, it's time for you to engage the business that you were sent here to do. A business, then is not a business unless it's profitable. 
Oh boy. Yes, even if you are a nonprofit business, there is still the essential need for you to generate revenue and have more money than you need to spend. A business that does not make a profit is at best a charity, and quite honestly, it's probably just a hobby. You may say, well, Brian, you know, the the work that I do, I, I do what I do as my ministry unto the Lord. Okay, uh, I appreciate your devotion to God. I appreciate your heart towards that type of a mindset, but let me just challenge you a little bit here. Read the story or the parable of the talents, because in the parable of the talents, uh, the rich business owner came and he gave opportunity and responsibility to five different fellas. To one he gave five, to one he gave so on and so forth. And he, he said, here, take this portion of my business and steward this and grow it, and treat it as if it's your own. And I'm coming back in a couple of months, and I'll check in with you guys and see how well you tended to my business. And if you're not familiar with the story, I would encourage you to read up on it. But here, I'll tell you this. The business owner came back, and he checked in with his managers, these stewards, and he found that one of them had gone out and doubled A couple of them had done that, actually. They had taken what they had been given, and they had worked it. They had stewarded it. They had multiplied it. They had invested it. They had made it. They had grown the business. They had grown the enterprise. He got down to one fella, and he says, look, I was scared. I was was insecure, and I... I I really wasn't real clear on whether or not I had the chops to do this thing. And I really didn't know if my strategies would work. And, and, you know, I really thought that the best thing for me to do would be to bury this idea, to bury this book, to bury this ministry, to bury this business, just to put it there and and keep it in safekeeping. And I just didn't want to risk anything because I might lose what you gave me to work with. And in the story of this, the, the 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 talents here, the business owner said to that guy, you're a wicked servant. Let me just bring it into modern day English. You're irresponsible. You're no good. You have no idea how to manage, how to lead. You, you took what I gave you to work with and you decided to squander it because of your insecurities and your fears and he says, therefore, I can't increase you. I can't give you more to work with. I can't, I can't multiply the work of your hands because I can't trust you to do with my stuff what needs to be done. Now, to the other fellas that did really well with the business, he gave them more to work with. He realized they can be trusted with the resources I've given them. They know how to handle my business. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in business. You are in business. The nonprofit entity can not accomplish its goals, its objectives, its mission if it doesn't have money to work with. Therefore, you can't crawl in a hole and hope that you can do well. I I spoke to someone recently who said, I want to go start a ministry. I'm like, okay, what's the purpose of the ministry? He said, I don't know. I'm like, well, then what's the point? 
I spoke to someone else not too long ago that has a nonprofit charity in place. I'm like, what are your plans and your dreams and your vision for 2017? He says, I really haven't thought that far ahead. I said, then you're not even in business. Because here's the thing, whether you're a for-profit or a non-profit, a sole proprietorship, an LLC, an S-Corp, a C-Corp, it's irrelevant. The point is, if you are not growing, multiplying, and generating a profit, something that's adding to the bottom line, then you will not have the resources you need to accomplish the mission of that thing that God put in your hands to steward. The nonprofit entity cannot do the good it's called to do unless it's profitable. Yes, it has a distinct mission. Yes, it has a particular focus, but it must generate revenue if it's going to accomplish its mission. Look at companies like the Samaritan's Purse and Salvation Army and Red Cross and American Way and World Vision. And boy, I could go on with a list of so many different charities that are out there. These companies, and they are companies, they are businesses. They are doing remarkable work. They are changing and touching the lives of millions of people around the world. Why? Because they understand, even though they are a charitable organization, even though they are a ministry, many of them, they understand they're in business. Well, you and I both know that a business fails for one reason, because it's not making money. A nonprofit or religious entity fails for one reason. It has no money. A business is not a business unless it is profitable. You, Inc., ma'am, whatever your name is, incorporated, all right? Whatever you've named your company, whatever your idea is, whatever your mission is, whatever your, your heart is, maybe you want to work with unwed mothers and you want to build an organization that serves that grouping of people. Maybe you want to deal with those precious teenage girls who have become pregnant and they don't know what direction to go with their life, and you want to help them to make the right decisions and to steward that responsibility in the right way, you are in business. Maybe you're a church wanting to grow and disciple and mentor and equip people for leadership and for life. You're in business. Maybe you're an aspiring author. Maybe you're an aspiring uh, speaker or trainer or coach. Maybe you want to be that person who simply uh, goes out there and just provides coats or sweaters or blankets for people who are in need on the streets. Whoever you are, whatever your idea, whatever your dream, whatever your focus, and I'm trying to point you into what's ahead of you, you must adopt this understanding and this attitude that I am in business. Listen, if you have a job, a nine to five or eight to five job, or maybe you work a swing shift, whatever, you get the point. If you have a job, you, you're an employee of another company and, and the mission, the dream, the vision, the, the sole proprietorship that you're working in as a side business is just a part-time thing for you. Well, then I want to encourage you that you've got to, first of all, serve your employer with integrity and with with full intent and do the best job you're able to do for them and be faithful to that. But also, you've got to treat your business like your life depends on it. Treat your business like your future depends on it. More importantly, treat that thing that you've been given to do as if someone else's life depends on it. If you're going to do what you're going to do, as your sole source of income, if you've decided to be self-employed and to go all in and to leave 
whatever security you have by way of a corporate job or a contract that you've been on and do this deal full time that I really want to encourage you. You better treat this like your life and your future and you being able to eat three squares a day depends on it. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you are in business. Maybe you're at a stage of life where you're in transition and boy, do I know a lot of people who are at that place. Maybe you're not sure what's next. Maybe you're like, you you recognize that you're leaving one season of life and you're not really clear on what's coming next or even what you want to build or what you want to do. Well, we're here, brianholmes.com. We're here to help you discover that, to get clarity on that, to execute a powerful strategy and plan to, to find your way. We want to be serving you. That's a part of our mission is to serve you. And I, I consider it not only my business, I consider it my life's calling to be sure that I'm here for you because I want to help you to plug into that next season of life and do it with such power, with such strength, with so much success. Wherever you are, whatever the scenario you find yourself in, I want to stress this today. You are in business. Your dream, that thing that you've been pondering and coddling and holding just in the the back corners of your mind and your heart for so long, that dream is depending on you to treat your next season like a business. You know, I get up every day, of course, and I go about my business and I do my thing, and I'm I'm watching as my children now are in their adult life, and they're learning how, okay, you don't have to get up and go to school every day necessarily, but guess what? If I want to breathe, if I want to eat, if I want to have gas in my car, and if I want to do life, and I want to accomplish my financial goals, uh, I got to get up. I got to go do the deal. And I, I recently spoke to my son, and I said, you know, son, if you were to treat this area of your life like you treat this area of your life, you might actually see improvement. Because sometimes the things we love doing and the fun we love having and the the games we like to play, the people like to hang out with, we won't be late to a party. But we will drag our tails out of bed and half-butt our day and not treat the mission God's given us as if our life and someone else's life depends on it. you got to treat it like a business. The people that you and I are called to serve are depending on us to figure it out, to go make it work, to make money, to build the thing, to do what it is God's put in our heart. They're depending on you to show up and to show out, as my friend Kent Julian says. Shout out to Kent. For some of you, right now, your family is counting on you to to say yes to the risk to say yes to the possibilities, to say yes to what is deep, deep moving on the inside of your heart. Why? Yes, it's going to create some, some insecurity for a minute because you're not. It's, it's new. It's something fresh. You've not been this way before. But your children are counting on you to build something, to leave them a legacy so they can build on what you've built. I tell you, one of my greatest passions in this season of life is this, is that I want my son and my daughter's starting place to be not where I started, but to be where I left off. Listen to me closely. If God has put an idea, a business, 
a product, an invention, a ministry, an outreach, a charity, a foundation, whatever it is, if God has put something in your heart and you sense that that thing is pulling on you, 2017 is calling your name. Well, as I said in the opening here, uh, it is time right now for real. No more excuses. It's go time. No more excuses. No more rationalizations. No more messing around. No more, well, I'll get to it later. No. Treat this like your life and someone else's life depends on it. 2017 is either going to repeat what you've been through this year or it's going to be your breakout year. And here's what I know. I told you in the beginning of the show, this is different. Right now, something is different. Oh my gosh, I feel it. Something is so uniquely different about where we're at. And I am confident that if you and I say yes and fully engage the possibilities that are right before us, we're going to see such incredible results. If God's put that idea in your heart, your responsibility is to not only think about it, not only to pray about it, but to steward it to plant it, to nurture it, to grow it, to see it through, to water it, to care for it, to multiply it, and to produce results out of that dream. You and I cannot afford to tinker around anymore. This is not a hobby for me. This is not a fun little gizmo thing that I like to do just because I need something to do. No, my life's work is before me. And God has prepared the way for me to step into some things that I've never dreamed possible. But I'm going to tell you right now, I believe that they're there for me. I believe they're there for you. And right now is the time. Right now is the season. The end of 2016, the beginning of 2017, to say yes. Now, let me share with you a couple of things that I think are important here. It's very difficult to, to be all in, to say yes fully to something when you are continuing to say yes to the past. For some of you, it may require you to burn some bridges in the new year. I won't go into detail here, but I will tell you that January 1, 2017, I have made a decision to resign from a position that I've been paid for for a number of years. I've It's been a delight and an honor to serve in the capacity that I have. It has been uh, a blessing on so many levels, and I will continue to serve and to love and to be uh, in relationship with and to help in any way I can in that arena. But I have selected, I, I have chosen to no longer rely on the income from that particular stream because to do so really has become a bit of a crutch for me. And I admit that openly. And I, I recognize that if I'm going to go all in and build what God has given me to build in this next season of my life, then I, I want to burn the bridge, not relationally speaking, but from the, uh, the standpoint of depending on something that has become a little bit of a crutch for me. Another big thing that I've decided to do in 2017 is we are closing the chapter on one of the major seasons of our life, my wife and I, and we are essentially merging some things together and and dismantling a couple of other things that don't need to come with us into 2017. Why? 
because I can't carry everything into 2017 with me if I'm going to focus clearly on what I know needs to be done in 2017. I'm, I've got to be fully committed and fully focused. So I'm going to ask you, what are you tethered to that may not be a part of the matrix or the plan for your life in the new season? What relationships, what jobs, what uh, contracts, what uh, maybe what ideologies or thought processes or belief systems, what is it that you need to burn the bridge to and just say, look, 2017 is a clean slate, it's a new thing, and I'm not going to bring that with me? I'm going to tell you right now, it's important that you treat your future like a business, as if your life and someone else's life depends on it, and that if necessary, and for most of us it is, that you untether yourself from anything and everything that would be uh, an encumbrance to you, that would be a distraction to you, that would be a crutch for you in the new place. Let me tell you a story. I've been waiting to share this on the podcast, and this is my first opportunity to do so. The two weeks leading up to Thanksgiving here in the States, which was November the 22nd, 23rd, somewhere in there, the two weeks prior to that, I was noticing a little interesting twitch in my right eye. Uh, and now I understand the terminology is it was, it's a flash. I would see a little flicker of, like somebody was flashing a quick little strobe, one click, boom, little strobe in the right-hand corner, my peripheral vision of my right eye. I thought, well, you know, maybe a little nerve did deal. I don't know, something weird. Maybe I ate a bad pizza. I don't know. And I, I dismissed it for a little while, and then I thought, well, I'm going to set an appointment for after Thanksgiving. I'm going to go in and get this thing checked out just to see what's going on. I needed an eye check anyway because, you know, I'm, I'm getting older, and I, my readers are uh, not doing it for me anymore. Well, the day after Thanksgiving, I'm sitting at the lunch table with my family, not only my wife and my own children, but my, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my brother-in-law, and a couple of friends. And we're sitting there, and literally in an instant, and I mean like one minute I'm just doing the deal, I'm eating, in an instant, no pain, no sensation per se, but just in an instant I had this very dark, solid black dot in the middle of my vision. And within a second or two, that dot began to like bleed out, like where, where I don't know how to describe it, like, like just little tentacles and fluid and just black, dark, burgundy, just it, it began to cover my vision and I it really did disturb me. It freaked me out to be honest with you. I, I really got very fearful for a few moments. Actually for a few hours I got fearful because after about thirty to forty five seconds of this thing happening, I could not see out of my right eye. And here's the interesting part about that. I asked my wife, I said, can you see, can you see what's happening in my eye? And she said, I don't see anything. It's just, I'm just looking at your eye. And I asked my son, can you, do y'all see anything? I was, I was pulling my eyelids back saying, can you see what's going on here? And no one could see what I was seeing. I was, I was looking from the inside out and I could see the obstruction beginning to form, but no one looking from the outside could see what I was seeing. Why? Because, well, it was happening on the inside. It wasn't happening to the visible world. That that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is something you need to think about. How many times have you had internal dialogues going on, internal struggles and conflicts going on, and things that, that were 
just anchoring you to your past and keeping you from fully engaging the future and all of that. And man, it was sometimes crisis, sometimes tragedy, sometimes deep pain and hurt. And it's going on. And and you would love for someone on the outside to be able to see what you're seeing. But you know what? You're looking from the inside out and they're not seeing it. But man, oh man, can you feel it? Can you sense it? Is it overwhelming you? On Saturday, finally, I called a dear friend of mine who happens to be a specialist, an optometrist, and he and his wife and family were on their way back into Texas from out of state. They had been gone for the Thanksgiving holidays, and while on the road, I'm explaining to him what I what happened and what I'm seeing and what I'm still experiencing, and and he said, yeah, here's what's going on. He says, I need you to see, come see me ASAP. Long story short, we decided to to drive about an hour and a half from our home to go to his practice on a Sunday. He met me at his office on a Sunday. Sidebar here, that's what that's the value of really wonderful relationships. He met me at his office, did a full exam, uh, really checked everything out, and and just for the sake of letting you know, I had a detached vitreous, I had a tear in my retina, and when the retina tore, it actually burst a pretty major blood vessel, and so there was a lot of bleeding going on in there. It was a very major event, and at the moment, because of the tear, I was at risk for a retinal detachment. He said to me, Brian, we got to get this fixed. We have to get it fixed right now. And he goes out of the room. He says, I've called in a friend of mine. He called in one of the on-staff surgeons in his office, and ladies and gentlemen, on a Sunday, I received emergency laser surgery to repair this eye before something worse happened, for which, by the way, I am so grateful. Let me tell you, I can see the thing is healing nicely and everything's wonderful, and I'm very blessed in that way. But here's the thing I want to get to. I had to find someone with the knowledge, the experience, the tools, the skills, that could look into my soul, into the damaged area, into my eye. And because of their skill, their training, their tools, they could see what other people could not see. And therefore, they could help diagnose the situation and help me find my way out of that crisis place. I was at risk of losing vision in my right eye. And here's the deal. When you have things going on on the inside and you see it, you feel it, you're dealing with it, but no one else is really grasping what's going on, uh, you are at risk of losing your vision for your future. And that's what I'm concerned about for some of you right now is that you're looking at a 2017 and all you can see right now is the big blotch in your eye and you're thinking, oh my gosh, is that what I have to look forward to? I want to say to you, you need to get somebody around you. Maybe it's a coach. Maybe it's a mastermind group. Maybe it is a friend, a pastor, a counselor, a therapist. You got to find somebody that can, that has the tools to look, help you to see what's really going on and get you beyond the crisis and get that thing repaired, get that thing healed so that you can approach this new beginning from a perspective of endless possibilities wherever you are right now please hear me 2017 cannot and should not be a repeat of 2016 for you you don't have to just do the same deal over again you don't need a do-over 
Ladies and gentlemen, you have been given access to and granted permission to start over a new beginning. God most definitely has a beautiful plan for your new season. Your best days, your best years, your best productivity, your prosperity, the blessing that you have been longing for, all of that is just ahead of you. Yes, you need the right people around you. And yes, you may have to burn some bridges. But remember this. You have to decide. I'm in business. I'm not messing around anymore. I am not dragging all of the past into my new beginning. No, blank piece of paper, beginner's mind, and I'm going to begin fresh. Yes, I will build on the good experiences and the, and the knowledge I've gained and the relationships that are meaningful for this next place, but I am going to, to start anew. 2017 is my breakout year. 2017 is my, my establishing year. It is my launch year. I'm going to do this thing. I am in business, period, end of story. A few questions I want you to consider. Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. What he was saying is, look, dad sent me here to do some things and to make a contribution, to make a difference. So I'm going to ask you this. What is your business? You see, Jesus made his business dad's business. So I know dad has business for you, but what is that business? What have you been called to do? What have you been created and designed to accomplish and to build and to to contribute? And are you willing to be teachable, coachable? Are you willing to engage fully? Are you willing to let the past be the past and leave some things in the past so that you can absolutely, positively see 2017 be the year where you explode onto the scene, administer incredible, over-the-top, life-altering influence to the lives and the people groups that you have been called to serve. Well, if you're that man, if you're that woman, if you're that young person, I want to just throw this at you today. No more excuses. No more rationalizations. No more I'll get to it later. No more. It is go time. Ooh, that was good. Well, you can find the show notes for this episode at brianholmes.com forward slash 212. brianholmes.com forward slash 212. And... Listen, we're coming to the end of a a year, and most of you, I'm sure many of you, have subscribed to our weekly email updates. I want to encourage you to do that, and here's why. There are so many new things coming in 2017. I can't begin to tell you, but I will. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll give you a peek into the next few months. We're going to be launching an updated, beautiful, much more... uh, appropriate website for what it is we're building and where we're going and how it's going to help serve you in such a more, uh, just so much more of an efficient way. And I'm excited. You say, well, Brian, a website's a website. Well, not all websites are created equal. I want our 
our home base to be a place where you can come and find the resources you need to grow your life, your leadership, your business, your ministry in a very powerful way. And we're working on that right now. Here's a here's a little peek for you. I'm not going to say much about it, but my goodness, it's a big one. A uh, little hint, I'm turning 50 years old in the month of January 2017, and I have something up my sleeve because I'm going to be giving away all kinds of crazy, crazy things to you as my gift for my 50th birthday. I'm going to give you gifts for my 50th. How about that? You do not want to. I'm talking about big time, big time stuff, three digit, four digit, five digit value stuff. You better be around. It's going to be awesome. Another thing I'm, I'm just all kinds of excited about is we're going to be having a couple of very important, maybe three or four very important, very powerful, very life-altering live events in 2017 that are going to be game changers. They're going to be a, they are a very uh, integral part of our strategic plan to launch what we're calling the Strategic Living Institute, and it's going to be big. I'm launching a couple of new books in the new year, uh, an online school that's going to be epic. You just don't want to miss it. Listen, this is an epic end to a beautiful and wonderful year, but it doesn't even, it's not even comparable to what's about to happen. What's coming is big. It's crazy. It's awesome. And I have every confidence that you and I are going to find ourselves in the big middle of a blessed, prosperous, and incredible new year. Next time I talk to you, it's going to be 2017. Your next level is waiting for you. God bless. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Strategic Leader Podcast. We trust that this program has added value to your life and to the development of your leadership potential. You can join our growing community of strategic influencers by connecting with us at brianholmes.com and by sharing this podcast with others who are seeking to take their life and leadership to the next level. May God bless you immensely. And until next time, remember this, you are created to lead.